My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. Continuing on with our NFL Summer Series preview podcast. I'm Donald Dillow alongside Joe Delaro, Terry Toast, Bruce Corey. Today, it is the AFC East, the big, bad New England Patriots faltering last year. Finally, to the Buffalo Bills, we are going to give you our analysis, our picks, our best bets for this division, and I'm going to keep going on with it. If you didn't listen to our NFC East podcast, go do it. Um, you want to be absolutely prepared for week one of the NFL season. You want to be prepared for your fantasy drafts. Know where teams are going. Know what teams did in the offseason. And just, you know, think with us. Look at what we're looking at. And just get be, where you need to be. Be one I'm, with I'm, us. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, like, run out of get ways to of say us. that. Ways to say that eight different times. Um, get but, inside me. AFC East, as we did last episode, and as we will continue to do, we'll start off with the odds to win the division. Joe, what do you got? The best odds are for the Buffalo Bills to win the division, minus 149. Every other book is minus 150, but I don't know. Uh, I'm Dolphins. just gonna I'm gonna write that down as minus one fifty. <laughs> but thank uh, you. The, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, accuracy yeah, matters. It's so weird. That one dollar, one cent. Um, the Miami Dolphins plus three fifty, the New England Patriots plus three fifty, and the New York Jets plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> wow. So the Jets are not getting a lot of love here. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be clinging onto those Jets. <laughs> All right, let's start. Uh, and this is uh, this is last year. You know, you have. The division winner last year now as the favorite, the Buffalo Bills, 13-3. and three. I'll, I'll eat crow on this. Uh, I was not a big believer in the Buffalo Bills heading into last year, and I did not – I continued to, like, fade them for a couple weeks until – and this is important. You got to just learn to just be wrong at certain points and just don't go down with the ship. Like, if, if you don't think a team is good – and they turn out to be good and they show that they're good and they beat fairly good teams. Like you just gotta, you gotta change course. (laughs) And for the Buffalo bills, they ended up being the number one weighted DVOA team in the NFL last year. So, I mean, really, I, I, and again, I'm not doing this to be, just a stickler for my old ideas, but I I really think that there are some weaknesses to this team. Like, am I ready to crown them as an elite team? Like, yeah, they're probably an elite team. Um, But like, are they the best team in the league? No. I think that, you know, Josh Allen gets his massive extension was unbelievable last year is like the prototype NFL quarterback. If he doesn't throw interceptions and doesn't turn the ball over, he still tries to do too much. Um, and you know it is what it is but day in and day out like there's very few quarterbacks i'd rather have on my team so you have that going for them um sean mcdermott 
has had success. And I think it's time we put him in that kind of like top tier of NFL head coaches. And then I think what, which is like the real big X factor on this team and what changed the dynamic of this team a lot was the addition of Stefan Diggs. I think that without that number one option, Josh Allen struggled. It seemed like every time they had like a third and seven or even like a third and 12 and they were in a tough spot, like somehow Stefan Diggs is open, just double the guy already. Like it's, it was very frustrating if you were on the other side of things. Um, their offensive line is half decent. Um, not the best, but, but like I said, half decent and they have the skill position players and digs, um, Emmanuel Sanders, they add, and then, uh, anti-vaxxer slash rapper Cole Beasley, um, had, had a good, uh, good run as a slot, slot wide receiver there. So, um, Terry, where are you at with the Buffalo bills? I think minus minus one fifty is probably accurate. We'll get into your dolphins, um, in a little bit, but I, I think, it's pretty easy to envision the bills winning this division again. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they should be the favorite. Um, their team, at least on offense, hasn't changed too much. Um, and they added Emmanuel Sanders, another weapon for Josh Allen. I think the big thing was going into the off season thinking that Brian Dable was going to leave for an offense or for a head coaching job. Uh, he winds up saying, so does Leslie Frazier. So you have continuity yeah. on the coaching staff. I, I don't see too many reasons why they wouldn't win the division. Maybe Bill Belichick and Brian Flores catch up um, to, to the schemes of the Buffalo Bills. Um, Josh Allen will probably regress a little bit. And it's going to be dependent on if Stefan Diggs can stay healthy to be his, his number one receiver. Like you said, um, they had a good connection and usually that's where the big plays came from or the important plays came from. Um, so I think if you don't see them win, I think it's, you know, Josh Allen regresses, Stefan Diggs um, can't consistently stay on the field and, and maybe they'll get some issues that way. Josh Allen runs a lot. Could, you know, we've seen it before with, you know, hits in the NFL can start to add up um and you know you never know what's what's going to happen there mitch trubisky is probably one of the better backups in the nfl i would say that's accurate yeah that's accurate and he has looking at looking at a lot of these teams backup quarterbacks like in in preparation for the series that that's an accurate statement yeah and he does have obviously doesn't have the arm of josh allen but has similar, I think, athleticism as Josh Allen. So I don't know if the, it would change the offense too much. Obviously, it would be worse with Mitch Trubisky, but in terms of play calling, I don't know how much that would change. You don't have to, you know, it's not like going from Josh Allen to Joe Flacco, who can't move an inch to the left or the right. Um, so I, I think they should win the division. I think there will be a little bit of regression. Um, maybe his teams catch up to Brian Dable's offense. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think Josh Allen will regress a little bit because he had a, just a crazy, crazy year last year. So yeah, I dude. think they won the division, but maybe maybe a few less wins. I'm with you. Like, do they win? I don't see them winning 13 games this season again. Um, especially one extra I, game, though. <laughs> I still think even with then, I think they're like – I would say like an 11-win team. What's their over-under? Probably 11. Uh, it's 11, yeah. yeah. So, 
over 10 and a half is minus 175 over 11 and a half is plus 120. Yeah. I, I think that the coordinator um, continuity is huge. I, I think you see it even with like the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll talk about in the NFC West, like, yeah, their defense is great on paper, but how much is that was Robert Sala uh, who's yeah. now with the jets. Um, so it, it, if you're a, a bill's backer, um, it definitely feels good that there is some continuity in terms of the schemes. Um, I, I think there, there are a few things I don't like with this team. I still think the defense is kind of just, eh. Um, you know, their pass yeah. rush isn't too great. I, uh, Jared Hughes, I think is their number one pass rusher. Um, they have, or Ver, no, is it Jared Hughes? Did I get his first name right? It doesn't really matter. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. Um, is their pass rusher. You know, they, they kind of have to, uh, bring some some off the line blitzes to get some pressure on the quarterback. You know, uh, Tre'Davious White is probably I would say their their most impactful player on defense, if not <clears throat> Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer. Like the secondary is okay. Everything else is kind of like just not great. Like their linebacking core, not great defensive line not great so it, it's going to be incumbent on the offense to really um put games away and like you said there could be some regression there i, I don't know and, and like josh allen to me like if he stays healthy this this team should win the division um and i guess the the better thing to get into i will i will note too that as far as skill position players go um i do think that Zach Moss, uh, their second-year running back, is going to have a pretty good year. Uh, was hurt at the beginning of last season um, and and then had some fumbling issues in the beginning of the season, so got kind of relegated behind uh, Singletary, I think was the other running back there. Uh, but they seemed to really like him, and as the season went on, saw a bigger role. It's just that Josh Allen runs a lot. But if, if you're looking for, like, mid-tier to, to back-tier running backs in your fantasy drafts, I'm, I'm a big fan of Zach Moss. Um I would say the strength of this Bills team in terms of the division really depends on the second and third teams of this division. And I don't really think there's a lot to say here with the Bills. Um, Do they get a more difficult schedule this year? Yeah. I think that that's could play into them having less wins. Um, I believe I read something and I'm just checking here that they have a pretty tough beginning of the year schedule at least in terms of opposing defenses. Um, Double-checking that. You go Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington. Yeah, so you got some tough defenses there. Um, then Houston, Kansas City, Tennessee. You know, they're, having that number one schedule does hurt. Um, so I do think, like I said, I likely to win the division, yeah, but I think we're both on the same page. That's probably going to be less wins. Um in this season let's let's move on to the number two team as far as odds and record goes um the miami dolphins at 10 and 6 last year barely missed the playoffs um i don't i don't want this to be a therapy session for you terry um but i want to i want to get your perspective on where this team is I, on my notes here, I have written um, literally all Tua. Um, 
I think Tua is going to be a big part of it. Um, he's stronger. He's more healthy than last year. I think he's made some progress in training camp. He's got more weapons with Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, which is going to be electric if Will Fuller plays more than three games. Um, which is a big ask considering Will Fuller. It is. Player. It is. It could be. And like you saw the difference in Deshaun Watson when Will Fuller played and when Will Fuller didn't play. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but look them up and I'll be proven right. Um, so I think there's a little bit of a question around their offensive line. Uh, they drafted the guy from Notre Dame, Liam Eichenberg, um, and action, action Austin Jackson. Has struggled a bit. Uh, didn't look great against the Bears in the preseason game, uh, but at least our quarterback is lefty, so it's not his blind side. So that's that's good. That's what how you, a, that's how you look a, on the what positive. A, what a spin zone. That's a great spin zone. Um, and then our defense, Xavier Howard contract worked out, so now you have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Pretty good corner combo and one of the better ones in the league. Um, apparently, Javon Holland is tearing it up. Free safety. They drafted out of Oregon. He's just a freak. Um, who, was, who was a cornerback? And then there was like a – depending on what book he had, I remember that being a thing. Yeah. Um, so, they had a ton of turnovers last year. Um, so, there's probably going to be – I think they're at plus eight or nine. Um, so, there's – Definitely going to be some regression there. Um, I, I think the defense is still pretty solid. I think we have one of the better – Dolphins have one of the better coaches in the league. It's – an issue is going to be pass rush, letting uh, Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson go. So it's going to all come down to the rookie, Jalen Phillips, him and uh, Agba to, to bring the heat. Uh, but even Christian Wilkinson – you know, gets pressure on the quarterback. So it's, it's with the amount of picks that they had, you, you got to hope that a decent amount hit the amount of high picks that they had, that a decent amount of them hit. Yeah. So yes, it's all Tua, but I think, you know, some of these other, other rookies are going to need to step up. Yeah. Like I have in, in my, like, analytics driven model in terms of projecting teams like just to bring in like the nfc east as a comparison like i have if tua can get to like around an 80 grade which puts him like in the mid-tier of quarterbacks i have the dolphins at like the same level as the cowboys but on the flip side if tua gets what he did last year which is like a 65 I have them around like the Giants level, <laughs> which I am. And to be fair to the Giants and, and not to sound like, you know, I'm, I'm really fading the Dolphins here. Like I think the Giants are going to take a step forward this year. And I think they're going to be, you know, around 500. So I think that really it all comes down to Tua and, and I'm worried. I, I'm really worried. I, I don't know if I have enough faith in Tua to, come out strong especially with the offensive line the offensive line like isn't that great so i granted if you're looking at the bills don't have a great pass rush but that that can't be said 
for the Patriots, who have a, a decent pass rush, but a better defense. And Belichick is, you know, famous for his schemes. And the Jets, who actually have, like, a pretty good defense. And we'll get into them a little later. So I'm a little concerned. I, I'm, I'm concerned. Joe, where do you come out on this as more of, like, the casual public fan? <laughs> not, not, to, not to rag on you or anything. Look, but like, I – but where do you come out on Tua? I, I'm probably fading the Dolphins a little bit here. I'm not. especially especially because it's tough in the NFL um, to 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 kind of carry over year by year. I think the ten and six was surprising, but I think that had a lot to do with their schedule and had a lot to do with Brian Flores. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sold on Tua. I mean, like his his when they win he plays you know he obviously he's playing better but like his completion percentage is like all right uh he's not really averaging a lot of yards on his throws he's only averaging like 6.3 i just feel like it makes it easier to and i think this goes to what terry was talking about in terms of will fuller um but you know if, he, if they can't stretch that field i think that it's going to be easier to you know key up on Tua. i'm not i'm not really sold on them uh i don't really think that they're I don't know. I don't really think that they're that good. Um, I think that this is – it's really just that there's the Bills on top and then you got, like, three other teams in the division. Um, so, I, I, I would be I'm, – I'm more – I don't even know if I'm really fading them. I just don't really think the rest of the division is, like, all that good. What's the Dolphins over-under? The Dolphins over-under is um, – it's actually over eight and a half is minus 140. And over nine and a half is plus one twenty. So you can actually get under eight and a half at plus one fifteen, or under nine and a half at minus one forty five. And those entice me. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, to be fair, we'll do this for every team on this podcast and through the series. The hypothetical for them to win this division is that the Bills take a step back. Tua is like a star. And he is the guy that everyone kind of, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people thought he could be. And Flores just is that guy, especially on defense and, and has a lot of guys step up and, and the defense just kind of is there. Um, There's an interesting bet on uh, bet MGM for the Dolphins to start 0-4 at 11 to one, which I don't think is absurd if, considering their first four games are the Patriots, the Bills, the Raiders, and the Colts. And I think that I'm teasing it a little bit, but I think a couple of us kind of like the Raiders a little bit. So it's a, uh, I think that's an interesting play there. Sorry, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Terry's going to come through the, the, the screen. <laughs> no, I mean, the Dolphins, their, their schedule is front loaded. So as long, you know, if they can, make it through the first eight weeks, you know, four and four, three and five, I think they're in good shape. I get that. Yeah. Like they might be a team that's better to bet a couple weeks into the season. Just you'll have a better feel for how Tua is doing. Cause it's like kind of one of those things, like even if Tua plays well and they win, then you're kind of getting the situation where it's like, all right, like maybe you're not getting the best line, but the probability is better that they're going to perform better just based on like who they beat. Um, if you want to bet the Dolphins, I would wait until week eight where they have to go to Buffalo and play uh, because I think they'll probably just get blown out. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, no, the, the schedule looks tough. The schedule does look yeah. tough. I'm looking at it right their, now. Their first, like, their first game that they should, like, absolutely win is probably week six, the Jags. But even then, like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think they, like, they got to win either at New England, at Las Vegas, or uh, home against the Colts. Like, they need at least yeah. one of those games. Um, yeah. if not two of those games to yeah. two, uh, two of those games, um, <laughs> to, to, to really, you know, start off on a strong note, but we released this on Friday. <laughs> my last, my last point is that Chan Gailey was the offensive coordinator last year who was brought in for Ryan Fitzpatrick and came out of retirement to, to coach and his play calling for Tua was absolutely horrendous and helped to work against his efficiency as a quarterback. Yeah, fair. I I'm fading the I'm fading the Dolphins a little bit. I think that they, you know, in this rebuilding process, they they were a little quick. I think teams are just buying them just because they they were they were kind of that upstart team, um, and I think they might need another year, another another you know year of seasoning to get back to being uh, you know a fringe playoff if not a playoff team. So that's where I'm at. I think that. You know, the, the eight and a half, nine wins is fair, but I'm probably in the under there. Let's go to the third team, seven and nine last year. Draft a quarterback in the first round. The first year that their head coach, Bill Belichick, and I'm talking about the New England Patriots at plus 350. Bill Belichick for the first time since, let me just get this right, 2002 does not win 10 games in a season which is just an incredible run. He was 50 years old the last time he won uh, less than 10 games. He is now going to be 69 um, heading into this year. So, I mean, first year without Tom Brady, I actually think that this team was pretty solid, like all things considered. They missed a lot of guys with COVID. Yeah, they had a lot of guys opt out. Uh, Cam Newton was like pretty bad (laughs) like last year. Um, They ended up kind of like running this like Georgia Tech, not like they're running the triple option, but like the majority, like, you know, a third of their offensive plays were like built around Cam Newton running the ball. Um, They hard and a half, yeah, which isn't really great with a quarterback as not immobile, but just not like, it's not like you have Lamar Jackson out there. Um, you got like a 30 something year old Cam Newton out there. Um, they wanted I would, quarterback to be a bruiser. That's insane. <laughs> like, but all things considered the things I, I, like I said, I think this team is solid um, pretty much everywhere else, except for the quarterback position and, and for, and, and the, and the skill position players. So this is a team like that has a very good offensive line, one of the best in the league. Um, Isaiah Wynn, you got Mason, you got Onewu, all over 80 grades. Not a lot of teams can say that uh, from PFF. And then it's it's really I, – I think in my head, I envision Mac Jones playing within the first three games. Like I think that – Belichick's going to get so fed up with Cam Newton and Mac Jones is going to play. And then it's kind of like all up in the air. I I think that this team is good enough. And as you saw last year is, was good enough to win games with 
a game manager type quarterback. Cam Newton actually lost them a few games by, you know, with some late uh, quarter turnovers, late in the game turnovers, um, not being able to put drives together. Like they, they were pretty much in every game last year. It's just a matter of the quarterback play. And like the Dolphins with Tua, I think Mac Jones and the Patriots, like, like it, it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a reason why Mac Jones was drafted at 15. As Bill Belichick hit on quarterbacks before, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying. Prove it. <laughs> one. He hit on one. Um, his track record after that's a little bit mixed. Like he did, you know, Garoppolo looked okay. Garoppolo is still arguably a starting quarterback right now. Um, you know, some of their mid-round quarterbacks were, were pretty shitty. You look at like Ryan Mallett and company. But I think this team is good enough on paper to compete for the division. And I'm, I'm buying them a little bit. I'm buying the Patriots a little bit. Terry, where are you at with the Patriots? Uh, I, I like them. Like Joe said, a lot of the defense opted out um, for COVID reasons last year. I, I think the biggest question is going to be Cam Newton at, at um, quarterback. He did not look great last year. Yes, you have um, Mac Jones come in. Good. It's possible that Mac Jones is starting quarterback week one. I mean, you never know. Plus two thirty. Um, that's what the odds are for Mac Jones to be quarterback week. Yeah, I still, I still think it's going to be Cam, uh, especially against the Dolphins, um, where he had success week one last year. Um, their defense, their secondary, very good. As you said, their offensive line is, you know, one of the better ones in the league. I think I, I think they'll probably get to 10 wins this year. Yeah, I mean, they play two games. Minus yeah, five is the over. They played the NFC South this year which could be bad except for the Bucks. Like we'll get to the NFC South um, in a few episodes here, but like, I'm not really too high on the saints this year. Um, so they could be in a position um, where the schedule favors them a bit. So they play the NFC and AFC South and the AFC South could also be atrocious besides the top team and the Titans. So, um, they get a little scheduling help. I really think that the Pats are really primed for a wild card spot. Yeah. Especially now with three wild cards. Um, because I'm not. We'll get to the Jets in a second. I like the Jets to probably outperform their, their win total. Um, but I don't think that they're a playoff team first time out with a rookie quarterback with the head coach. I don't think that the Dolphins are there quite yet. I think they might take a step back this year. And if you're looking at the other divisions in the NFL, the other divisions in the AFC, like the AFC West could be top heavy too with the Chiefs. And then you have the AFC North, which could just beat up on each other. So the Patriots could logically be the first, second, or you know, even the first or second wild card, not just sneaking in. So yeah. I like the Patriots. I think you know, it's, it's hard to project in terms of the quarterbacks, but I actually did like Mac Jones. And I, you know, at, at a point there, it could have been a smokescreen from Kyle Shanahan, but at, at one point, Mac Jones was like 
the third pick <laughs> like for like a day yeah. um so and 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 during that point you heard a lot of stories about just gms raving about mac jones and his accuracy and his ability to command the pocket and i think that that is everything that cam newton is not like he's probably the most inaccurate quarterback in the league right now um does not command the pocket too well and i think if you have a, a competent game manager who is improving throughout the season with a great offensive line, a better, you know, even though their skill players are not great, um, you know, they, they did the, the Patriots did spend money on their skill players, which is, is really not what Belichick uh, usually does, but you know, he's probably embarrassed after last year and he, he thinks that his team team can, can get there this year. Um, you know, they add Nelson Aguilar, they add Kendrick Bourne, they add Johnny Smith, um, not like big name guys, but, but serviceable, serviceable guys. So I think that this team can, can surprise some people. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just saying? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> any, final, any final thoughts on the Patriots? I will say that their tougher games, or at least their two games against the Bills, are week 13 and week 16. So if you do see a quarterback change with um, Mac Jones, he'll probably have a decent amount of starts under his belt um, to go against – you go against those teams or go against the Bills, um, two important games within four weeks. Um, so it's you know another thing to consider. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's a, a chance that Mac Jones looks very good, and that's that's their path to the division. Is the team is good enough, I think, to win the AFC East if they had a top 15 quarterback and. You see it sometimes with first-year guys just get a little magic and, and can can run a little bit with the narrative and, and lack of teams seeing him. Um, I think that, you know, it could be – and I, like I said, the path for them to win the division is Mac Jones should have been the number three pick and looks great and they just win games with the Belichick way. Like I said, it's been, you know – almost 18 years since he last didn't win 10 games in the season. So um, that's the, it's, it's there. All the, all the tools are there. It's just the quarterback play. So. Yeah. And Cole Beasley makes the bill suspend or forfeit a bunch of games. <laughs> also true. Uh, all right. Let's go on to the jets. The jets uh, number two overall pick in the draft last season. They finished a solid two and fourteen. They end up cleaning house, uh, new GM, new head coach Robert Sala, my favorite of the of the head coaching um, candidates this this past off season, comes in for the San Francisco 49ers. Big players coach, big high energy guy. And what do you know? The New York Jets, who Joe said is twenty five to one to win the division. Um, have a great defense. And I, I remember when we talked about this when I, I forget who the Jets beat or when they won a game 
Um, we were talking about the Jets. Like, oh, Marcus May, like one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, you know, Quinn Williams, like one of the better defensive linemen in the league. Like they got Fatakasi, like all these guys who have above 80 grades, they return um, CJ Mosley, who was one of the better linebackers in the league last year before he opted out with COVID. Good idea for him instead of playing for a 2-14 and 14 team. Um, you know, the defense is good. And, you know, they have some weakness at cornerback, but, like, as far as the defensive line and, like, your front seven, like, on paper, they're one of the best front sevens in, in the league. So, offensively is another story, but I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> that on, Defensively, they should take – and they were good last year defensively. Like even with a two and fourteen record, um, you know, weighted DVOA was nineteenth, and that's saying a lot for an offense that was trotting out Joe Flacco and had to, you know, basically start off every drive at half field or, or, or worse. So I think that this team could pose some problems for people and I just don't know what to think about the offense with Zach Wilson. Like Zach Wilson is the quietest second round pick or number two overall pick of all time as quarterback. Like I have not heard anything about him. Um, there was, I think he was like the last unsigned uh, draft pick of the first round. I literally right. um, didn't really watch him in college because he played for BYU. So I suppose uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be okay to be drafted as the number two overall pick, but like, I really don't know what to think. So, if you guys have any any Zach Wilson angles to, to go for um, and to look at, that would be great. Um, he, uh, he had a seventy three and a half percent completion percentage last or in his last college season. Playing in the Mountain West, great. Preposterous, <laughs> like. But yeah, playing the Mountain West. So I will say that that the. Skill players that they have are much better. Um, they sign Corey Davis, um, who was on the Titans last year. Higher grade PFF-wise, higher higher than Kenny Galladay uh, across town or in the same town, I guess, as, as, the, as New York Giants. So um, was very good uh, for the Titans last year. They trade for Morgan Moses, uh, who I touched base on in the NFC East podcast, who had – basically an 80 grade at right tackle slides in there. So, you know, Becton, Mike, uh, Mackay Becton was pretty good last year as the number 11 overall pick, uh, the massive left tackle out of Louisville. Then they draft uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. We made a lot of money off of um, in the NFL draft props at, at selection 14 to play guard. So, uh the piece, again, the pieces are here. I just have no idea what to think about the quarterback. Terry, what do you think? Uh, I think they'll win more than two the two games they won last year. What is their over-under? Uh, it's like six and a half. That's um, tough. Yeah, I guess it's probably sitting on six on the site because, like, on BetMGM, they're over five and a half is minus 150. Over six and a half is plus 130. So, I don't know. I still think – more than six wins feels like a lot. I mean, my only issue with taking the over 
is that they play the Bucks week 17 and the Bills week 18, two teams that could be sitting their starters at that point. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, but I think the biggest positive that the New York Jets have going for them is that Adam Gase is not their coach or affiliated with the organization whatsoever. So he has nothing to do with the offense and can't call terrible plays and just get mad at his players for running his terrible plays. Um, so they got Mike, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's younger brother, calling the plays, San Francisco's passing game coordinator. Um, so, I, I mean, I think their offense is going to be a little more dynamic. Um, I mean, anything is more dynamic than an Adam Gase offense. Um, and it, I like Wilson because he does have mobility. So if things aren't there or if he's unsure, he can, you know, do some things with his feet. Um, as you saw, like a rookie year, Josh Allen. Um, but I, I mean, uh, the initial reports out of camp are that he was not, not doing well. <laughs> He also looks like he's 12. Um, he's, so, yeah. Yeah. And you, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, Matt LaFour and the offense that they run and getting Wilson comfortable. Um, I mean, the most important player is probably Mekhi Becton. He stays healthy and can, you know, continue to get better um, and give Wilson the protection that he would need or a rookie quarterback should get. Um, and then I, I think Salah will figure out the defense. There are, you know, cornerbacks and secondary is a little questionable, um, which isn't great in a division with, you know, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen um, and Tua Tagovailoa. Um, but I, I, I think, I think they will get the six wins and, that's that seventh win might come come in those last two games with uh with team setting starters. So I think they're gonna be better than people expect because the expectations are so low. Um, but you know, I'm not taking them twenty five to one to win the division. I'm with you. Um you know, it's just it's just tough. In this division, you have two rookie quarterbacks, one quarterback who has not really played a full season healthy into uh, uh, the two rookies, obviously Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Um, and then you got Josh out. So I, I like, if you're looking at like quarterbacks as the defining position in the NFL, which it is like, it's really hard to make a case for anybody else, but the bills at minus minus one fifty to just, you know, walk away with this division. So that's kind of where I'm at. Do I think the Jets right, – right now, if you had to look at four – the four teams, I would say Bills underperform but still win the division. Patriots overperform. Dolphins underperform. Jets overperform. That's where I'm at. And we'll get into best bets if you just want to give me the lay of the land of the division. Uh, I think that's a fair, a fair assessment. Um, and – even though the Patriots have quarterback concerns, you kind of know what you're getting with Cam. So I, I, 
think you can shape an offense around that. I, I think two is going to take a step up. I do. I do. So I, I, I think the Dolphins are going to be a second place team. All right. Uh, Joe, who, who comes in second in this division? Uh, I'm, I'm on the Patriots. Did you see that picture of Bill Belichick squatting? There's no way I'm not betting on the Patriots this season. He's ready. Players are ready. I'm ready. All right. Uh, speaking of being ready, let's go to the AFC's best bets. Go ahead, Joe, Joe. Joe, yeah, why don't you start? I will take the New England Patriots to make the playoffs at plus 115. Uh, that's the line that I'm seeing on Bet MGM. If somebody else has seen a better line, please let me know. But that's where we're at right now. The New England Patriots to make the playoffs. Go ahead, Dominic. Do I want to eat the chalk here or do I want to go big? Ooh, I think you oh, want to go big. Plus 126 on FanDuel. I'm sorry. <laughs> what does that change from? Plus 125? No, it's plus 115 to plus 126. So significant enough. All right. Um, let me find this here. I'll mention what I was thinking, but I just can't in good conscience give this out to a listener. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Mac Jones's rookie of the year at 10 to 1. Oh, interesting. It's only 10 to 1. You thought it would be less or more? I thought it would be a little bit more. No, but then I'm thinking, I think Trey Lance is, is probably the. I mean, I bet on Sam Ellinger to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at eighty to one. So here we are. Okay. What the fuck is that? <laughs> the Texas quarterback from Texas. Yeah, he's on the he's on the Colts. <laughs> yeah, that, that should okay. tell you all you need to know about that. But I'm just gonna cool. eat the chalk here. I think Bills at minus one fifty. Like, there's actually some value there, um, just because I really don't see. Except for the Patriots, I don't see another team winning this division. Like, so I I know it sucks, but I'm just I couldn't find a good enough bet. Like I would bet even like the Jets over under. Like I think the Jets are going to be good, but six and a half wins scares me. Um, I think also these over unders are just skewed because of the the extra game, and no one really knows what to do with that. Really confusing, yeah. Um, uh, so I, yeah. So I think you'll, you know, like if this is a regular season, I think that the over under would be five and like, I would bet over five, but it's not, it's six and a half for some reason. So um, I'm going to go with the bills minus minus one fifty to win the AFC East. Terry, you are up. Uh, I really, I, I want to take the Patriots to make the playoffs. That's what I was looking at. Um, until Joe stole it. And if I took a Dolphins future, it would be against my own advice I gave earlier about waiting until we gate when they get blown out by the Buffalo Bills. Um, so I've gone, I will take, I will take the Patriots to, to make the playoffs at plus one twenty. 
whatever. You know what? Said. Considering our last episode, we were, we were all in solidarity. I'm going to take that too. <laughs> we love that. The podcast bet. Switch mine. Switch mine, producer Corey. The, oh, the best line is on points bet, plus 130. A nice, clean number. Perfect. All right. Pats to win the play. Pats not to win the playoffs. To make the playoffs. Plus to win the playoffs. That's a, that's a little bit different. You can also you can also sprinkle a little on Dolphins' first win at the, at the Raiders, four to one. It's tough. Tough going into Grudenville. Yeah. All right. Those, those um, lifelong Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> fans. They looked pretty pumped in preseason. Um, all right. That's it for the AFC East. Again, Patriots to uh, make the playoffs, plus 130 points bet. Stay tuned. Next, we're going to go to the North, the Great North, uh, with the NFC North and the followed by the AFC North. Stay tuned. We're about a quarter of the way through the Summer Series preview for the Oddscast podcast. Dominic DeLeo, Joe Lara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. See you. The world is a van. Secret destroyers hold you up to the flames. And why do I get for my pain? Betrayed desires and a piece of the game. Even though I know, I suppose I'm 
that's why I was at 